Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Hey guys, this is Heather. Before the show, I wanted to give you a quick warning about the audio you're going to hear on this episode. We recorded live in the hotel room, and as it turns out, there's a reason why people use studios. It's not a big deal, but you may recognize that one of the mics is hot, and you'll also notice that Liz and I should always be on separate channels. That being said, it was a great conversation and we had a great time, so I hope you listen. We apologize that our audio was not quite up to par. Hey, this is Heather. Hey, this is Liz. And I'm special guest Shazi. And we are coming to you from Comic Palooza 2018 with a discussion about Black Panther. Hit that music. So freaking excited that you're here. I saw you Thursday. Today is Saturday. We're on the second day of Comic Palooza and we're recording right now. And when I saw Heather Thursday, because we came in for badge pickup, I seriously had to stop myself from running across and like tackle hugging her, <laughs> though I think I might have done a little bit of a gallop. It was, it was like that exciting. flash dance scene. <laughs> a little bit, but I'm so excited that you're back and we're having a great time at Comic Palooza. And we thought, hey, while we're here and we've got time and we're in the same you know actual time zone let's record an extra podcast so yep. surprise <laughs> yeah and we brought on guest uh Shaz- and so i'm gonna ask her to introduce herself but she is a black panther aficionada <laughs> and, and so i did want to bring her on the show to hear from her and how much she loves it and so we can talk about this spoilers 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 people I can't reiterate that enough. Yeah, and we'll reiterate it again, but we're going to go ahead and let Chazi introduce herself. So go ahead. Hi, everybody, lovely listeners of the Nerdy Bitches podcast. Uh, my name is Shazi. I am a blogger. I used to blog at a site called Live Life and Style. I recently, within the last couple of weeks, rebranded to Shazi's World so I can encompass everything from fashion to all my nerdy stuff, including my super, super love of the Avengers, all things Black Panther, and more. Love it. Yeah. And so um, she is, by the way, she's a Star Wars fan. Yay. Uh, yeah. And that's it. Lisa's thing is Star Wars. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I got to, to ask Peter Mayhew a question. At the <gasps> yesterday that's awesome. I, started, I almost stopped. I, like, <laughs> I had given it to our friend who was moderating the panel. Like, mm-hmm. hey, here's a, here's a question that I have that you can, you know, ask him or whatever. And then there weren't really that many people getting up to ask questions. So I was like, okay, he's really, I'm just going to do it. And I did it. I was like, <laughs> and I think it did pretty good. And my niece was with me, and she's like, "You sounded good. You didn't sound nervous at all." It's like, I almost 
<laughs> I know it's always nerve wracking asking them this question. <laughs> I did last year with Anthony Mackey and like I had the question prepared in my mind and like, I was like, I got this. And I got up there. I was like stumbling over my words. And he started ma- like teasing me. So I started like, I, what was my question? <laughs> exactly. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I actually had it on my phone since I had sent it to Brandon the night before. Mm-hmm. I was like, because I'm not going to remember, I'm going to get up there and I'm going to go, I love you. <laughs> I've been watching you since I was nine months old, and I was trying so hard because I know every time we do a Star Wars episode, I'm like, I was at the premiere of the original Star Wars, 1977. I was nine months old, and I say it every time. So I was like, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. And he was like, Thank you for being amazing for 42 years. <laughs> and to clarify, the reason why you sent the question to Brandon is because he moderated. He did. He moderated the panel, and he he was you know awesome. again that's he amazing. Was awesome. He did a great job, and we were there to support him, which was fantastic because yeah. we we absolutely try to hit. Honestly, I try to hit more of our people that we know stuff than just celebrity stuff when we come to these things mm-hmm. because that celebrity's not going to remember me tomorrow. I mean, maybe, maybe not. I try to really support our local people and our local friends to make sure because the last thing you want to do when you're doing a panel, hosting a panel, or moderating a panel is have an empty room. Exactly. Right? That, don't yeah. want that because... It'll be like, like my worst nightmare. <laughs> and uh, so we, we try to be there and, and support as many as we can. Today, I'm not today is our live show tonight and i'm like focus um all right well we actually both came in to talk about black panther and we put off this episode for a couple of months right so we saw it back in february we did and i kept saying i want to talk black panther i want to do it we've got oh my god we've got to talk black panther and then we just like this would come up and that would come up and then when we decided we got the the confirmation that we would be doing our 100th episode here then we had to stretch a little bit. Like we had to actually, people are like, why has it been two weeks since the last episode? You usually come out, whatever. And it's, that's, you know, we put a little bit of stretch and elongation in there so that we could do this. So we said, you know what? This is an awesome opportunity. I actually was in the hotel last night with the, with Black Panther, you know, like, oh, I was like, I was you like, were. <laughs> Chadwick was here. Okay. No, no, the actual black <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, so we, we brought it on like our laptop digital and uh, my husband, Opera Man, was able to hook it through the TV. So nice. We actually, you know, got to watch last night and I was just like, <gasps> I mean, because you, you remember, it's amazing. And then you go back and you're like, wow. And now right. I'm glad we are talking the character because there are so many characters in that movie who are right. so deep so. and amazing and layered. I can't even get all their names. Oh, I know. Like, I'm trying to, I'm like, who? And I was like, I should be taking notes, but it's two in the morning and I'm not. So, yeah, what was the sister's name? Shuri? Shuri. Shuri. Shuri is amazing. Yeah. She's huge. She came out of that movie, uh, like almost more popular than everybody else. And she's got her own fan following. They're calling her the best Disney princess. Like oh, it's amazing. Her. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I love it because, you know, oh, you know, you also are a STEM background, right? And so I love that women in STEM careers on television. And she's like yeah. 15. Well, right. Ignore the fact that she's 15. Well, <laughs> she's like a, I, I love the fact that she's 15 <laughs> because when you think about the characters in the Marvel universe who are like the, the super geniuses, you've got the Tony Stark and you at like Bruce Banner, this is a 15-year-old girl who blows them both like out of the water, in my opinion. I mean, she is, or she's she's at least on track to, I mean, but look right. at the technology, look at what she can do, and she's a complete secret. 
Right. So there's, I mean, good and bad on that, but it's still... I wonder what the next move from Marvel is, because uh, Iron Man, uh, in the comics, has relinquished his role to a 16-year-old girl that's a genius. Well, yeah, I, I've answer. heard some, and again, since we're doing spoilers, and we know, you know, we're all going to assume, you, can, you have seen it. Yes, okay. twice. Gonna <laughs> I'm not going to be the jackass who spoils it. Uh, but, you know, so we know there's a whole lot of characters that we are just getting to love, and they've all kind of... Yeah. And so, I think they're in the... And, I, and I'm, I apologize if I screw it up because I am not a big comic book reader. But I, Black Panther is the one that I'm like I really want to get in and learn more about this one because I'm just fascinated by it. But somebody was mentioning that in the comics, Shuri actually picks up the mantle, like she's the next in line. And when this happens, right. like she becomes the Black Panther. Yeah. And as much as I love what happened in Black Panther movie. I'm kind of stoked to see if that might happen because she's cool as shit. And to have a really kick-ass female superhero come out who has actual powers. Because, yeah. again, in the Avengers, who do we really have? We have Wanda and we have uh, Natasha. Mm-hmm. And that's and, – and, I mean, Wanda's got powers, but she was, like, super imposed with hers. I feel like they – I know we're talking about Black Panther, but it does uh, – I not a big fan of how they portray Wanda because I, I feel like they limit her too much. And I think I know why, because she is supposed to be like super powerful. Like she literally could have handled, she should have been able to handle everything that happened at Wakanda and Avengers. But I get annoyed. I'm like, man, this girl, she's t- like telekinetic. She's moving things. She should be able to be like this. So I, I think they need to, they, well, now we, well, she dusted too. That's what I've been calling it. The yeah. people who have dusted. <laughs> so who knows what's, what's, what's going to happen there. Because all of the people with sequels um, dusted, I'm thinking that those are the people that are going to survive and the other ones. Like, well, that's my, and theory. The, that's my theory as well. Brothers have already come out and said, now listen, everybody's like, hey, there's a time zone. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. Thanos used it right at the end to, to jack it all up. We'll just go back and restore everything. And they said, now you need to understand, it's kind of Doctor Who type stuff. There is a serious price to pay when you do that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of me thinks that maybe because it was the majority of the people who survived were the original Avengers and it was all the new, you know, characters that have come in since that first movie that maybe that could end up being the sacrifice that these guys are going to like will dust and you guys, you know, take on and move on. So we'll see going forward. Well, I, I, I definitely kind of follow that philosophy as well. One, um, because a lot of the OG, I call them the OG Avengers, their um, contracts are up and exactly. I know they're going into phase four or I think we're into phase four and I'm thinking, you know, you're bringing in Captain Marvel, you're bringing in all these other um, superheroes and the Avengers so it's almost like they're passing the mantle. You've also has the Soul Stone and we know about the Soul World where people go there. So I have this feeling with between the Time Stone and the Soul Stone, and we know that for the soul stone, you have to make a sacrifice to do whatever you want to do with it. So I have a feeling we're going to lose like a lot of the OG Avengers. Somehow they're going to have to sacrifice themselves to bring the other guys back. And I was kind of hoping they would split up the deaths between like the OG Avengers and this one and the, and the next one because I was like, I just need some time. Like the Tony Stark moment, I was like, oh, this is it. This is it. Like I've got to get, I got to get, get the Iron Man death out. <laughs> and then they were like, nah. So I'm like, no, you're going to put it all together <laughs> in the next movie. And, and the like when I went and saw the movie, we went and saw it like 930 on a Tuesday morning or something. So we had to even wait a few days to see it okay. for a time schedule. So we saw it in the morning. But as soon as we got out, you know, because you come out with that face that's just, 
the giant shock face. Nobody's they, nobody said a word. Like where everybody's just or there's like a tear or at one point I'm completely gushing to the whole thing. As soon as we walked out of that movie, we had three family emergencies on our cell phones when we got out. Three different separate ones. So like it was okay, run home. Paul got in a car and left town. Like he was gone for two days. I had to go run do this. Like, we didn't even get to talk about it. No, we didn't get to decompress or anything. So I'm like, just like, so then it's like, I'm stuck in the stone because I don't have anybody to talk to about it. You never, never got to wind down from that. I you took know, me it, 10 minutes in the car. I got in the car and I was just dead silent. And I was just like, I just replayed everything in my head. I was like, what? Like it was one of those things. Like I remember, I actually re- when we watched Dark Knight last night on the lawn. I remember how I was watching Dark Knight for the first time. How sick my stomach felt, and it was so like with the anxiety and just like, what the heck can the Joker do now? Like he's blowing up hospitals, and that was the same thing I had in Avengers: Infinity War. I couldn't like collect my thoughts from the last scene before something else epic was happening and just by the end of the movie I just felt this huge like I was like oh did I not breathe the whole two hours and 29 minutes I feel like I'm finally breathing now yeah I did I I was annoyed when we got in because we've got that joker during the the uh like the previews who like when the there was like a blip in the video and he's trying to start a stand-up career like come on Thanos give us a and I'm like it's you talk during this whole I am gonna I hate people like that Tuesday morning viewing well exactly I'm like there's no scouts in here waiting for you sir I guarantee but then like within the first five minutes of the movie I was already first here first shock face and it was just quiet and I'm like you I didn't breathe and there were really funny moments that kind of pop up, but the whole theater was like, ah. Yeah, you <laughs> couldn't like, laugh. Oh, You're like, oh, dear God, what just happened? Well, so. I know, and you kill off so many good people at the beginning. Like, Idris Elba is, like, really. Oh, I'm the, that was, that was, I, I just could not believe they started it off. I mean, I had, a, I thought, like, I was going to get, like, maybe, like, 10 minutes of pleasantry. But, I mean, they were just like, nah, we're going to come right for it. Yeah, like, uh, I was coming like, at you. Yeah. Shock factor. But we actually did get together to talk Black Black Panther, so I do want to talk about his character. And, um, you know, we were first introduced to him in Civil War when his dad was assassinated. Well, his dad wasn't assassinated. He was a casualty of a... Casualty of a... Yeah. And that's when we first got to see Black Panther. So how did you feel seeing him in um, Civil War? Because I know that you're a huge fan of him, like the movies, but I didn't know how you felt about him during Civil War. So I guess, first and foremost, I'm a huge Captain America fan, and I love the Captain America movies. I think Civil War was really great. Seeing Black Panther show up in that, and the way they brought him in was just totally epic. Uh, but it was unexpected. It was unexpected because yeah. I'm sitting here just thinking this whole movie is going to really just be a te- one team of Avengers versus another team of Avengers. But now you've got this third plot coming through. And at first... Um, you may not have recognized him. Like, who is this character? Like, um, if you're not a big follower of the Marvel comics and you're just watching it because you're an Avengers fan, you're like, why is this guy? Yeah, why is this guy important? And or if you didn't look at any of the, you know, spoilers or anything. So when they show him and he's like, yeah, he's talking about the ring after his father dies, and he's like, I'll handle it and everything. So I mean, after his father dies and he's talking to Natasha on the bench about how he's gonna avenge his father, and you're just like, who is this guy? What's he talking about? And then when he shows up, the epic moment when he shows up to get Bucky, and then that whole sequence is probably my favorite sequence in the whole movie when he's going after Bucky, Cap's going after Black Panther, and then at the end he just lifts the mask up and you're like, oh, 
fuck it. It yeah. makes sense. So his his whole role in Civil War, I think, helped make the movie. Um, it also was probably the first time I wasn't on Captain America's side. Um, I really was for Black Panther's side. I'm not the biggest Bucky fan. Um, so I, I was kind of more team Iron Man, more team Black Panther. But I do like how at the end of Civil War, uh, Black Panther decided to let go of his hate as well. And, you know, capture, um, I forget his name, Zero, yeah. Zero, uh, Zemoff, Zemoff, I think yeah, it's Zemoff, yeah, <laughs> something yeah, like that. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah. He's not the puppet master, you know, yeah. and that's, that's something that's that I've, I've heard talked about a bit at the convention and we've talked about it on a couple of different shows is the difference between some of the universes and their abilities to make villains that you actually can give a crap about or ones that are just their plot device to move the story forward. You know, as I'm watching Black Panther again last night and we've got now Killmonger coming in, he's really the first one in the Marvel universe that I can really full on say, "Ah, I I get it. You know what? And like, as much as I love, you know, you love the good guys and you want this and that guy's clearly a bad guy and he's, you know, he's got issues, but but once you, you know, they really got into the heart of his issues. And, and like when I watched him, you know, die again last night, it was like, mm-hmm. you know. I'm, I'm glad they developed that character. Yeah. Uh, the director is also from Oakland. So I think mm-hmm. that's, um, right. mm-hmm. uh, that was in the Bay Area. And they were, and so when I was watching it, they said Oakland and people were like, what? <laughs> 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 ourselves. What kind of? <laughs> I got that forever. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing to say now. I loved Killmonger. Uh, I'm, I tend to be the one, like, I'm, I'm a villain fan because villains to me make the movie. Everyone's always cheering for the protagonist. And that's, you always want a happy ending for the heroes in it. But it's just kind of a bland movie if the hero, that the villain's just being there to be the, the bad person. But when they're developed, and I actually feel like they did a good job with Thanos too. And I was watching Dark Knight again last night. And I'm like, wow, you know, the Joker really is, even though he's like a psychopath, like, he's just, like he has a like the yeah. story with him so you killmonger understand them in the fact that you're not supposed to understand exactly him. so killmonger to me was great everything he was saying was true i mean he went about it completely the wrong way right. like he might have could have had a discussion with the people of wakanda how can we bring like your technology out to help our people and well, people tra- and yeah the problem is when you get to that point of vengeance like we said, exactly whenever you cross the line between getting justice versus just getting revenge or or trying to hurt as many people as you feel have hurt you in your lifetime and it it got to the end where it's like you know i don't want killmonger to be the king of wakanda like even no matter how much i like him i still don't want that to be his happy outcome but i really like if he could have like let go of some of that and and been at peace that for me would have been amazing because that's the full circle i want to see i don't want to just see you know i think uh, <laughs> I think at the end he was that moment of looking at the sunset and having his enemy. It was um, it was more a peaceful thing. That was so that was an emotional scene for me. I I I definitely teared up in that scene, especially his his line. Um, was, like the strongest the, line in the whole movie. I seriously that line just really really got to me, and and it just you know I think about my ancestors and uh, as an African American and knowing that 
I have ancestors in my family that were slaves. And I researched a lot about um, the, tra- the trip over here on the slave ships. And my sister, she did a lot of studying on African-American studies. And so that was just really, that like hit home. Again, like he went about it the wrong way. And yes, I agree. I did not want him to be the king of Wakanda. I was like, no, I want Chadwick, Black Panther, <laughs> Black Panther forever. Yeah. But at the same time, you're just like, you wish he could have let go of that anger and you recognize why he has that anger also though she'll put that put that this is how you conquer you know training Let's into teach a- you how to destroy countries and that just happens to work right in with your evil plan exactly yeah, so, i mean you know at the same time shield depending on what side you're on they can have a, they can be a villain too and so you kind of forget that well, well and the shield was hydra i mean right. yeah, it's, I, so right. they, like, it's real deep when uh, john freeman or what is his name Martin Freeman. Martin, Martin Freeman. Freeman. He's name. great. <laughs> Bilbo. Bilbo. Bilbo Baggins. So, so when Bilbo walked in, <laughs> this is why people go, what am I listening to when we do movie reviews? And she's like, you know, when Bilbo comes over to talk to Black Panther, and you're like, uh, that, you know what? That's a movie I would go see. Yep, <laughs> I, would, I would too. I would, I would go see Black Panther goes <laughs> But it does, it does show that flip side of it. And I think Black Panther did a very good job of that, allowing you to see the other side of it. And we saw right then that, hey, S.H.I.E.L.D. is part of this too at some mm-hmm. point. You know, even mm-hmm. the non-Hydra S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. They were like, oh, yeah. this is how you destroy government. Well, well this, yeah. is, this is how the American CIA works. We mm-hmm. are a, a, an organization of Spies infiltration. Oh, yeah. Infiltrate other places. Was he involved in CIA? Yeah, he was the CIA. Oh, my dad's gone. Shield's I'm sorry. Gone. I'm sorry. So this is the CIA. CIA. Then every time I said Shield earlier, changed. The well, because Killmonger was military base, and it's how our military oh, operates. Like a black ops, oh, yeah. and you know, you send in a couple people, you take out their resources and everything like that. And I mean, I actually kind of slightly got into it. Ar- not, I wouldn't say a full argument, but um, after Black Panther came out, there was like two camps you know i was like why can't y'all just let this baby be gray why does somebody always have to find something so everyone was like oh wakanda was so much about i mean i know you guys don't talk about the maybe politics stuff but about the like it represents what trump represents and i was like when you it, i know right it, it took me it took me a little a little back because i was like because i guess they were like isolationist they didn't want to let other people in they didn't want to go out and help other people um but if you go back and watch the movie from the beginning they explain why they took that stance because in the beginning they did have things open and then people took advantage and, and you know took so yeah i mean the worlds are always changing but in the end i feel like you can do both find a way to still help and keep your people um safe and i really do like the fact that near the end like um chadwick or, i mean uh, what's his name in the <laughs> um black panther t'challa t'challa i was drawing a blank t'challa is like you know the best thing is to go help and they go take the spaceship to oakland i was like oh, okay this is I freaking like, awesome i know right yeah they just drop it in the middle of the right. of the basketball court what i really loved about that was um you know the scene where he's there with the mountain group the Mbaku's tribe. Yes. Oh yeah, they, 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 yeah, they, they do the white gorilla, right? That's yeah. Right. Oh, I know. I was like, oh. so there's some different areas in there where you're watching. You're like, eh, eh, okay. But yeah, you know when the, they so the they book. they mm-hmm. have almost dead T'Challa in the snowdrift, mm-hmm. and they go, you know, they give him the the flower, and they're gonna send him to the other world to talk to the ancestors and come back strong. And when he gets there, and he's so angry with 
First of all, the scene with all of the ancestral fathers coming forward with their panther. That was epic. Is fucking <laughs> I loved it. It was amazing. Cinematography, I amazing. Now, everything in Wakanda was beautiful. Everything in the ancestral parts, even even Killmonger's, was just done so well. Yeah. It wasn't done cheesy and it wasn't Wayne's World, Dream World kind of thing. Agreed. But when, yeah. when he shows up and they're all coming towards him with the panthers and they're like, come home. And he's like, no, I cannot because I have to go fix what you did. And they're like, well, this is what we did. And he's like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. And the fact that that was his thing, it was like, you know what? I cannot change the fact that no king has come to visit the mountain people for a hundred, a hundred years, hundred, whatever it was. All I can do is what I can do. I can start now and I can make try change. to make it better. And I think that's where we, a lot of people get caught up is we've always done it this way, or this is the way it works best, or we've just, whatever, we don't, we just don't deal with those people, whoever those people are. And in this situation, he's, he's bringing it together. And I love that when he talks about that in the UN at the, you know, in the cut at the yep. end where he says, you know, we need to understand that there is, and especially with everything that's going on with aliens coming and all this crazy shit that we didn't even know was a thing eight minutes ago. We need to understand that there is more that brings us together than divides us. And we need to come together as a, as a species and take care of each other. Correct. And I, I, I love that message and that he was really, that was going to be his legacy as king and as, you know, the Black Panther. That's when he became king. Right. You know, there were so many relatable moments in Black Panther to today. Um, to touch on your discussion on the ancestral plane i like that that there were two visits and it really just showed how different how much he changed from the first time when he went to visit his father when he was first becoming king to the second time like the first time he was like enamored his father is his hero and he doesn't know what he's going to do without his father Uh, how can he rule wakanda and his father's trying to give him tips and and the second time he's mad at his father like you know he finds out that his father killed his uncle he's angry by that he's angry that we didn't that he left his cousin there, he's just, he's full of rage because, you know, all that was kept from him. And when you have a kind of a rose, rose colored view of somebody, it, it comes down hard when you find out they've done something that you might not agreed, agreed with. Um, so I do like the two contrasts. Like second time he's like, no, I'm the king now and we're going to do things differently. And there were just so many ways that Black Panther related to today. Like, I don't know if you guys remember the line, but you know, Okoye, so she's the general of the, uh, Dora, I think I would always say it wrong, Dora Milaje. <laughs> she's the, and, you know, her, the man she was talking to. And when him and, uh, T'Challa are talking, uh, he says something about, not letting refugees in and things like that. And I was like, wow, you know, that's such a relevant statement to today. I just think there's so many elements in the movie of, of giving back to, to people and using your resources to give back. And that's what a lot we need to do today. We need to get along like as one world. Like I don't, I'm a person who doesn't see color. And I, I mean, okay, I, I say that I see color because I celebrate color. I don't see color and, and believe that somebody's different or worse because of the color. I actually love the color spectrum of the world. And I will, I love those messages that are coming through in Black Panther that we no longer need to just help our people. We can help everybody. And that's such a strong message, not only for African Americans, but for people everywhere. And especially women. There were so many strong women roles in this yeah. film. Yeah. I was like, okay, Okoye is kicking butt with that freaking spear i'm like let me get a spear king's guard so the entire like basically armed forces of wakanda are strong ass women i loved it 
amazing. And it, it and like you know, it's like the the men are the ones who are like, eh, we like we like this guy because he, he yeah they they could they weren't even loyal they. Okay, <laughs> I have to throw this out because it has popped up both times I have watched it, and it's not the case, but it cracks me up. So Akoya's husband, right? The the I forget his guy. Yeah, he's like the, the farmer or yeah, yeah. He's, he's like the the, he's the border that won, uh, he's like, No, he's like the border guy. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I thought mm-hmm. he was in charge of the rhino. But he is. Yeah. He is. He is the, mm-hmm. And who doesn't want to battle rhino, y'all? I <laughs> Those are awesome. <laughs> Did that guy not look so much like Kenny from the freaking Cosby Show? He, every time I look at him, I was like, and I'm like, fucking up on IMDb, like, did he grow up and do this? Because that would be awesome. It does kind of look like a, but then I'm looking at Okoye as well, and she is amazing, she is beautiful, but she looks so damn familiar, and I'm like, where have I seen her? And I swear to God, there's there's a lady with a passing role in, like, the college years of that show that, like, she's the one with the broken foot when Theo's in college, and I'm like... Is that her? It's not. But it looks just like, looks like her. Maybe it's a sister. Oh, I know she's in Walking Dead. Yeah. She is in something and she actually wears a wig. And so it was funny when she mentioned when that she, she, when she pulled it off. Well, I know she's she's from Walking Dead yeah, or yeah. one of those shows, but. And she wears a wig on that one. I think that's, that's, that's so funny. funny. I don't watch that one. Me neither. Like, oh, I was watching it last night. He was like, she kicks ass on The Walking Dead, too. And he was like, <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't. I'm, the wig part was especially funny to me because I wear wigs. And I was just like, okay, that's what we're going to do if I ever get into a fight. I'm just going to whip my wig off and chuck it at someone. <laughs> I was like, that is genius. And she still didn't want to wear it. She's like, okay, I'm going to use this thing. <laughs> Now we know that you can keep some weapons up in there. Right. I've been putting a wig on my niece for the last two days because she's cosplaying. Nice. an anime character and she's doing a a cross cosplay. So she's playing a little boy from an anime. And so Mm. we've got this little short wig on her and I'm having to, she's got really, really long hair. Mm. So I'm having to braid it up and wrap it around and put the thing on and the wig thing. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. It's a lot of work to her. I have my hair braided up right now. (laughs) I was like, kid, can I just cut your hair? She's like, no. I'm like, damn. Uh, To talk about a little bit about what you were talking earlier, how kind of a part of a big global world, like Wakana kind of represented that because they had each of the individual tribes, which all had their each unique culture and clearly identities but then still we're part of a greater good. And I think that that's what uh, T'Challa was reaching out. We can do this everywhere. I may have disagreements with our uh, vegetarian friends. I forgot, <laughs> I forgot what their tribe was called. But they, they were awesome, by the way. Awesome in Infinity War. Yeah. Right. Cameo, but like, they were awesome. Right. Uh, but I, I think that that's the whole idea of the movie. And I think that's why it had 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes mm. for like the first time in a it's long amazing. time. Right. Uh, it was like that and Paddington 2 were the only right. ones to like ever, <laughs> ever get, get that. Like, that is a hilarious just, juxtaposition of two movies that could not be more different. Right, exactly. And they're both amazingly awesome. So I just think people, this to me wasn't so much a superhero movie. This uh, this to me was just a different class of a movie. You know, I know Wonder Woman did amazing things when it came out because it was like this very first strong female superhero film and you know it had its own elements and groundbreaking things and then black panther was groundbreaking for so many so many reasons and it just it's just again i always go back to it's just so relatable to today um and it was just so the storyline was just was just it was just so well done 
visiting the the lands, the ancestral plains, the cinematography, the music. I even sp- looked up the guy who wrote the music because I was so enamored by the score. And I, I downloaded the score immediately after I left the theater and I listened to it. I'm like, this is the perfect mix. They like when they Killmonger comes on the scene, you've got this hip hop type music, but they also mix it with African drums. And it's just like this perfect blend of like black and America and then being almost African and Africa. You mix that and then dealing with the rest of the world's issues. And these are issues that everybody is dealing with right now. And it was just, the movie was just so well done um, that I just think, because everyone asked me, like, what movie did you like better? Because they both came out this year, Infinity War or Black Panther. And I still stand by, I think Black Panther is the better movie, but only, they're really just two different things. Like Avengers Infinity War is a superhero film. It's a movie we've been waiting 10 years to see. Um, And they're just, to me, different, different class levels of that. And But Black Panther was just such a solid movie that you can almost take it out of the superhero genre and put it standalone and get some other films and it's a good movie overall so i just i just think they did such a good job with with black panther i agree i thought that black panther was uh incredible and you know and i've been saying this for a while that superhero is no longer a genre no it's more like a these are movies with superheroes in it like Mm ant-man is a superhero comedy right Mm -hmm. well it's a comedy that happens to have a guy who's wearing a superhero (laughs) right technically you know ant-man does not have any powers if Mm -hmm. he doesn't have a suit on Mm -hmm. so it's really not you know it's a it's a guy with a with a good you know it's again it's almost batman and batman doesn't have any superpowers but he's got a lot of money so he can do what he wants and he makes it happen but yeah, I agree with you that, you know, these are becoming, and, and I love that they're also moving out of the, only a nerd's going to go watch this movie, right? Okay. So, if you think back to the 80s, and something like Superman, like Superman, when it first came out, was a movie, it was just a motion picture, right? This mm-hmm. is a movie that people are going to really like. And then after that, anything that had any kind of comic reference or thing, it got shoved down into this nerd genre of like nobody wants to deal with this and it's all nerdy stuff and now i think it's opening back up to the bigger part of the world and heather and i talk about this a lot where you know the nerd world sometimes you know we have all we've been excluded from things from the the cool kids or the whatever it is but now that nerddom is becoming kind of the next cool thing if you will or like the hipsters are moving into it so then you're like (laughs) <laughs> but it's it's becoming much more mainstream and widely accepted that we have to watch out as fans of these things who, who who have been fans for a really long time to not crap on the people who are, you know, the the pleasurists coming in and going, oh, I love this movie. And you're like, you don't know. You weren't a fan. I've been there since day one. And because when you've been excluded, the last thing you need to be doing is excluding other people. Right. Like we ha- and again, it's the exact same mm-hmm. thing that we're talking about with this theme of, you know, Wakanda's been very exclusive. They've been hidden. The entire world thinks that they are a war, you know, that they are a what? third world sheep shearing. Mm-hmm. We have no roads kind of country. And, and they're like, go ahead and think that that's fine. Look at our, she- you know, look mm-hmm. at the guy on the dirt road, like that kind of thing. And they, they live that front to keep their technology to themselves because they're like, well, you know, even when they went to the UN, I kind of loved the look on Bilbo's face when he's sitting in the back. And they're like, well, what do you even have to offer the rest of the world? He's like, "Eh." you have no idea. I was like, I'd be paralyzed and, you know, or dead if it weren't for them. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to talk a little bit more about Black Panther and pretty much just anything else that comes up. So we'll see you in a minute.
Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were you thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Heemcast. And we're back. Thank you for listening to our awesome podcast friends. Go check them out. They're amazing. We love them. Keep rolling. So, Black Panther. What are, yep. what are our final thoughts on Black Panther? I, I really enjoyed Black Panther. And, uh, you know, just talking about the movie itself, I liked a lot of the little pop culture references. I love, like, little names and, like, the what are those? And, you know, just, just, <laughs> those, I, oh, yeah, that yeah. was my favorite. I had forgotten. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Every time I watch these movies, and, and we talk about this all the time, like, Heather's super detail-oriented. I am to a point, but it's not my natural state. You know, it's 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 a forced thing. I'm much more big picture, so I can I can lay out and tell you the entire Marvel universe, but I forget those little things. So every time I go back and watch those, it's still funny. Like they don't get old. Like what are you doing in my lab? And then I love her little. Just a, she's like, do you know what I call these shoes? Sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, oh, I, love it. Like, I love those little bits of humor and Marvel I think does that better than really any other franchise that's going right now I mean Star Wars and stuff they, they have their own little gags but Marvel, Marvel is really, epic at yeah. comedy I have recently obsessively been re-watching Thor Ragnarok oh, over and over again and so every funny. time I watch it I find a new line or just a new facial expression like or just something I'm like oh that's is, so freaking out not just be like he was epic hero of that I mean not hero but he's fucking hilarious like you don't expect him to come in and be like that you either right I'm like this is Jeff Goldblum like overlord because that's what they've got in Pandas but then he's almost just this like lazy emperor who's like I kind of fell into this role you know what I pardon you I pardon you for life and you're like happened yeah. and then like the orgy boat thing you're just like well, my favorite scene happened? is there when he's talking about how old he is and thor's in the chair and he's like well time's kind of weird here and anywhere else i'd be a and then like you look at loki loki makes a face thor's like we're waiting for you to say something and then he just goes on it's just like these little things you catch but but black panther does marvel does a great job with humor like i one of the parts i like the best is the moments between Shuri and uh, T'Challa because T'Challa's taken on this huge mantle. I mean, Wakanda's a huge country and he's now the king of it. And him and his sister are so playful and they have, they banter. And then the, like that scene when he was testing the suit and he got thrown across the road, he's like, delete that. <laughs> like that was, the, that was so funny. I, what I love about Shuri, especially because especially when T'Challa is, is, you know, he's taken on the mantle, he's moved into like traditional guard, right? He's not full on like wearing the full things that a lot of the older council members are wearing, but he's definitely sticking with kind of a traditional or what we would consider to be a traditional look. And then you've got Shuri, who has touches of that traditional, but she's also got like a see-through mesh dress over what looks like a spacesuit, but then has like a little like a weave pattern through it, so it's really like pretty. And then I love his little jab of I can't wait to see what you do with your you know ceremonial garb for the the challenge tomorrow. And she's got this like bone jaw and she's yep. got all this stuff, but then she's like, I'm going to challenge. 
that this corset is really uncomfortable. Can <laughs> we just get on with it? Like, yeah, she's she's great. She's she's definitely a scene stealer for the movie. I I think their their relationship is is great and it's a good little sister banter. Yeah, that's, that's how you deal with your. I mean, she's not a brat. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like he's and he seems to be fairly significantly older than she is. I right. don't know what the real age difference is, but I would say at least probably ten years ish, maybe. Or at least it feels that way. Like, he feels much more... Because Mm -hmm. he has been really groomed for... That role. This Mm -hmm. role of king and taking on the, you know, this this mantle. And not just the king, but also the Black Panther, which is the protector of, you know, Wakanda and its people. And she is the, like, child prodigy genius. So, you know, she's more mature than a normal 15-year-old girl would be. But she's still a 15-year-old girl, so she's still going to have her, her silly moments. And, and I just, I love the play. That's, that, was, that was cute. I really like that. So. Well, the one thing we didn't talk about real quick is uh, Lupita's role in there. Yes. <laughs> I loved her. I loved her. I loved her and uh, I, I be yeah. basically the, yeah pretty much uh but the role the romance with her and t'challa like him rescuing her because when you watch the trailer cut for um black panther and okoya is saying to black panther don't freeze and he's freeze. like i never freeze and you're thinking it's about this something else like that's about to go in this huge battle and they're talking about did he freeze in front of <laughs> i forget lupita's character and it was so cute nikia yeah 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 before like when nikia does get out and she's trying to protect this boy and he just goes like I, I I didn't catch it the first time. He goes, I. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> he froze. He literally he did exactly what she told him not to do. She said, "Don't freeze." <laughs> she, she knew he was going to. That was, and that's, that's why it's funny. Is that like you know his like protector and his yeah. <laughs> Like knows him really well. Like, hey, I know what you're gonna She's do. She's like, okay, I'm gonna have to come in at the <laughs> nine minute mark, right? Because that's when he's gonna get to her truck, and somebody's gonna come. You know, you know. I mean, his his thing is all bulletproof, pretty right. much anyway. And it, I, I love, I did love her line though. He's like. The, like the little EMP beads. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are cool. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I want them back because I need to work on them. And he's like, they work fine. And she's like, when are you going to understand that just because something is functional doesn't mean it can't be improved? Yeah. And I love that mindset that, again, stati- the status quo is never going to be good enough. We need to always be moving forward and thinking ahead. And in her love for him, you can tell not just because she loves the technology, but the things that she's putting into his protection in that suit, she's like, well, I'm not out there with you doing this, but I'm going to, well, she was driving. The car scene, that was, that was awesome, that was awesome too. <laughs> but, but like putting, I, I love the putting the energy, um, what do you call it? Yeah, like pull, pulling the energy, the kinetic energy, every time he gets hit or oh, yeah. into the suit mm-hmm. that he can then redistribute and blow out. It was just That's awesome. I bet insane. she's going to know the scientific name. <laughs> you 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 think, <laughs> but like potential energy, potential energy, then it changes to kinetic energy. But um, but I did like that, and they bring that back again in Infinity War because he's like they, it's not like focused on, but when they're fighting in the Wakanda battle, you can see that he uh, dissipates that the purple energy that is representing the energy from a suit takes out a lot of those aliens. Um, well, on Infinity War, I did want to talk about when him and Cap, like, the, the Cap shows up and um, the scenes with Bucky are, are funny because, like, Bucky got all dressed up to see Captain America. <laughs> is Cap not Bucky? 
Infinity War. I like that. I, 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 seriously, he, like, everybody knows. I'm like Shalonda Evans. Like, he is my husband. No, no, uh, no I'm like, a girl, we're going to have to fight because yeah, I have no, plans to go America meet. America is my boyfriend. Not, <laughs> not Steve Rod. No, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's it in America. Not Chris Evans. No, I like the I, actual Steve Rogers. But there would there would be role play. He'd have to be Captain America <laughs> a lot of the time if we got married <laughs> with the beard and the long hair. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the scene though, when they're like open up the, you know, bring down the shield and they let the aliens in, and then they just show everybody running towards it, and then like all of a sudden Captain America and Black Panther just take off. They're like like a million miles ahead of everybody else. I'm like, what in the heck? And I mean, that that scene was just awesome. Like just watching the two of them just together. That maybe is, was so epic. I, I need to see it a third time. But I want to sit and actually like analyze this shit frame by frame and also pick the things because you know there was so much in the trailer that didn't actually make it into like... Or they cut it differently. Wakanda, yeah. yeah. And not being this. So you're yeah. like... Because they shot the movies together for three and... Uh, yeah, they also have a toy with Hulk inside the, the Hulk, Hulk buster. buster. Yeah. So, uh, but as Hulk or as Mark? As Hulk. As Hulk. That's yeah, interesting. That was supposed to be there and then they decided to change it. That's why it's so CGI'd at the end. Yeah, I think, I think, I think there was just so many funny things. Like I want... Like that scene in the trailer where they were sh- shooting where it looks like Scarlet Witch... Or not Scarlet Witch, a Black Widow not turns to talk to Mark. That didn't show up because I wanted them to kind of have some interaction after like two yeah. years. And well, they, ha- they did have the one awkward meeting like back at the, the right. Avengers headquarters. But it was like, hey, Nat. It's like, hey, hey Bruce. <laughs> I had so many questions after Thor Ragnarok, though, because we, we've actually missed quite a few opportunities to talk because these movies are now just coming, back coming, to back coming, to back. So coming fast. We have we don't have enough time to get the recordings out because we try to do we, we try not to be spoiler free up front. Like we don't usually do a movie right after it's come out. We usually give it a month or so. Because, they watch it, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll let everybody watch it because we don't want to be that podcast where somebody shows up and they're like, You read my day. So we haven't really had a chance to do that. But one of the questions I had is what the fuck are they making these Quinjets out of? That Hulk got to another planet with it. Right. <laughs> That's a very good point. There's a lot of gaps. And I was like, are we ever going to find out really what happens at the beginning of Avengers Infinity War? Because half of the, ha- apparently half of Asgard is still alive. And Valkyrie, Meek, and Korg are gone. We don't know where they are. Are they dead? Are they missing? Did they take off into the ship? Yeah, What's the second ship? still alive. But where did you, like, But where were they? They left the ship. And I'm like. But later, they, they said half yep, yeah, people, so they were only in one ship. And I know. So like, there's like this gap between the end of Ragnarok and the Infinity War. I'm like, are we ever gonna find out? I was like, they're just never. And all like, there will be flashbacks in the next movie. I hope Valkyrie shows up though. She was pretty cool. Oh, Loki! I love Loki. You know how I feel about villains. Oh, I couldn't take it. I was like, no. They did sort of start to flesh out his back. Uh, you know, his back reasonings and why, or, or maybe he never really knew why he was different or felt different. And then he starts to find out and then he gets a little bit more resentful. So you can see a little bit of it building. And then he's kind of fun in certain circumstances. And then, but he's a trickster. So again, it's just, he's got a mischief. So that's, but him and Thor were bonding in that movie. Like I was like, they're, they're coming together at the end. Like even, cause even the way they cut that trailer, I thought, um, he was gonna be on that, like helping Thanos the way the trailer looked, right? Cause they did, and I was still, I was, oh my gosh, no, he's trying to like kill Thanos. I was like, no, he's gonna die. So it was just, I just, and then Thor's reaction, oh, it was just. That was the part. 
Like, that was hard. Again, that was harder for me than like Spider Man and all that stuff. Movies, it was like first five minutes. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, all right, Heimdall, if we're going to shoot the Hulk back to Earth. You think the same thing I thought. You couldn't just take Thor and and shoot him out of here. Why did you send everybody else back? I guess you only had internet. And I was like, why Hulk? Why did you send the Thor or somebody? (laughs) I I think uh, you send him back because, one, he doesn't belong here, right? mm -hmm. Like, he's he's not from here. And he just got his ass handed to him. And he's probably Mm -hmm. the only one for that because, you know, they had... Thor in, in that, that metal show, thing, yeah, metal suit, mm-hmm. like chained to the floor, and Loki was over here doing his Loki thing, being distracting, so Heimdall could shoot him out of there or whatever, and sending him as a warning, like you're from Earth. He could find the alien. Avengers we and just throw green people out. We, we, just, we, we don't like those people right here. <laughs> Done with this guy. He eats all the food. Well, if y'all do a full blown podcast breaking down Infinity War, let me know because right, I've okay. been I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. We may have to do like an act, and it's going to be long because the commentary movies. Obviously, you're watching the full runtime. We've done it once mm-hmm. um, with another podcast. Yeah. Chelsea, why don't you tell us where everybody can find you? Or let okay. everybody know where to find you. And obviously, we're going to put links to your blog and to your, uh, your social media and stuff when we, we post this episode. But we want people to follow you and find you. So let us know where. Well, the easiest way to find me right now, because I am still transitioning some of my URLs, is to go find me on Instagram under at Shazie's World. S-H-A-S-I-E-S world. And then there's a link in my profile that'll take you to my blog. And I also have a new YouTube channel called Shazie's World as well. You can find me on there. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter. Fantastic. So we want to thank you so much for coming on the show. We had so much fun talking with you. And especially taking the time out of Comic Palooza to come talk to us and like being away from the fun to, you know, sit in a hotel room with us and uh, chit chat. Well, this was fun too. And uh, thank you for having me. This is my first podcast and it was so exciting. And uh, I would love to come back on the show whenever you guys need me. So thank you. Well, you've got your button. So you're an official nerdy bitch. Now. <laughs> Woo-hoo. And, uh, you, you're welcome anytime because we absolutely love having guests on our show who can just bring another another level and another, another layer to what, you know. Mm-hmm. What we each think, and sometimes be a tiebreaker because I'm like, nice. I like this, you like this. Well, well, Which one did you like? <laughs> <laughs> That's all for this time. All right, coming to you from Comic Palooza. The next time you hear us, you will be hearing our live 100th episode from Comic Palooza in about two hours from this moment in time. And we hope it's awesome, and we know it's going to be awesome. We have a lot of cool friends stopping by to say hi. Um, assuming we don't lose the audio. Oh, Lord. Gosh. Lord, if we do, it'll just be a clip show that will take six months to put out. Yeah. Clip shows are really hard to mm-hmm. sell. So, anyways, we will see you guys next time. Thank you so much, Shazi, again, and yeah. we will see you soon. Music provided by www.bensound.com and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. What the fuck are they making these Quinjets out of? 